This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello there and thank you for downloading this Property Today podcast from the 9th of January. And alongside Mahaned Alwadir, Dubai's very own wolf of real estate, we discussed all the latest property news stories, including rumours that singer Robbie Williams wants to build a Vegas-style hotel right here in Dubai. Mahaned also took your questions on everything from landlord issues to landscaping inquiries. And we took a look at some of the UAE's upcoming mega projects. That's with Emirati architect and urban planner Ahmad Bukash, who is the founder of Arch Identity. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Mahaned Alwadir, Dubai's very own wolf of real estate. Mahaned, hello. Good morning, Georgia. You How are you me, doing? Well, I'm good because you bought me presents today. <laughs> I'm just leaning over to get them. Oh, sorry. That was the microphone. Oops. Yep. So I've got a book. I've got your book, which is brilliant, which is very nice, called Landlording from Renting to Financial Freedom. But not only that, I've also got a Monopoly. Yes, it's actually an improved version of Monopoly. It's uh, called... I grew up playing Monopoly with my brothers. Uh, and you know what? It's still not updated until now. So this uh, updated version has a lot of improvements. Like, for example, you will have to pay service charges. If you're taking a mortgage, you have to take it into consideration. And uh, it's so it's much fun. Brilliant. I hope you enjoy it. Well, do you know, we actually played the, the children really like playing Monopoly and because it was a rain day on Saturday yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean obviously mostly we watch television but, but we managed to do one family game of I'm Monopoly I'm sure you're going to like this one I no, actually like, worked this is an exclusive uh, version it's yeah. not available for sale I actually did this just as a gift for you know people I care about and uh, and clients and I think it's beautiful because it's so educational and yeah. it's so up to date brilliant well I will train my children to become property <laughs> investors of the future with Harbonopoly it's called <laughs> uh, but lovely to have you in the studio as always plenty of uh, fun interesting and sort of uh, fascinating stories crossing our desk today when it comes to real estate news and not least of course uh, there was a big government policy announced last week uh, by His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid which is of course the D33 economic plan for Dubai we covered it a bit on the show but obviously you know we covered it front on you know there were three ways in which um, His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid wants to make uh, Dubai one of the biggest economies in the world he was talked about uh, FDI foreign foreign direct investment investment. then he talked about uh, Web3 uh, and then the third one was foreign trade. Yeah. But then, of course, with you, there's there's a naturally a sort of knock-on <laughs> effect and we talk about the, the impact on real estate. Yeah. So how did that play yeah. in? Look, part of the foreign direct investment in, in Dubai or anywhere around the world is related to real estate. I mean, foreigners come and any, any city, any country tries to attract foreign direct investment by offering the right infrastructure. And this is what this whole plan is about. It's a decade uh, ahead plan. Uh, we previously had, we've covered extensively the Dubai 2040 mm. uh, urban plan. We spoke about the 50 years plan last year of how the UAE is going to shape up and become truly one of the top countries in the world. Um, this is just an, 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 a branch of all of these exciting and well thought uh, uh, programs or strategies to ensure that we create a very attractive infrastructure and uh, grounds for anybody who wants to come and settle down here, either to live, invest, work. Um, it's just going to be, be become a truly global city more than it is uh, today. Uh, it's very exciting news for uh, real estate because everything mentioned in that strategy 
either directly or indirectly impacts real estate. Um, so it's great news. It's mm. uh, more exciting news, especially now it's a new year. Great timing to uh, introduce it. A lot of people, if you remember last week, we were talking about people saying, uh, would this year have any um, uh, oh, they times, said, they said it's going to be yeah. all over in March. Yeah, That's exactly. what everyone was saying. So, so this is the answer. You yeah. know, um, Dubai uh, is a city that thinks long term and mm. with long term planning, with such ambitious. And we know that and we've learned that uh, from history that Dubai walks the talk. You know, mm. His Highness, whenever he announces anything, he achieves it, even during the toughest times. Mm. Uh, most recent example was Expo at the heart of a global pandemic. Dubai managed to deliver an exceptional version of Expo, um, despite all the challenges and all the criticism, it delivered. And and we felt the impact in 2022. You know, it it was a great year because of, you know, this is one of the initiatives. So, very exciting news. Uh, mm. D33 is, uh, was like a, a great announcement, a very positive mm-hmm. uh, message to the whole world that Dubai is still going very strongly towards, you know, achieving its full potential. And ultimately, investors uh, like consistency, don't they? And you don't necessarily get that in countries where governments change every four years because you get different presidents or you get, get different 100%. governments. 100%. They, they like consist- consistency and because real estate is a long-term asset class, they like long-term plans mm. because it just goes in parallel and gives them the confidence that, yes, I'm investing in a country that is investing in itself. So that's a very strong indication for real estate investors to come and feel confident and safe that their investment will be safe and will grow as the city keeps growing. Uh, the other interesting uh, piece of news that came out is the suggestion that this new visa regime, which of course has now been going for about three months, three or yep. three to six months, I think now, I think three months, uh, which suggests that uh, qualified and skilled UAE residents are, are likely to opt for permanent residents here rather than in other countries. Obviously, that must have a knock-on effect. For, for Of course. Yeah. Uh, I always say in any um, economical sector, it's always about demand and supply. Mm. And for me, demand is all about population growth, but it has to be healthy population growth. What I mean by healthy, it has to be the right caliber. So when you say skilled, uh, when you, you say... You mean well off. Well off. When you say high, <laughs> net, high net worth individuals getting golden visas, uh, creators getting golden visas, it all means that we were going to have more uh, more people who are of high quality and have the purchasing power and they're here to stay and enjoy what the city has to offer to them. So, you know, when when I was living in London, there was a big line about, I suppose it was about a decade ago now, where they opened up the economy and people were able to move in and a lot of very rich people moved mm-hmm. in. And there was a lot of talk then of normal people being priced out of the market. Yep. Do you think there's any risk of that happening here? Because we do know that Dubai has but definitely become a sort of focal point for the rich and yes. famous from around the world. And they are moving here and it is pricing, you know, pushing prices up, particularly on the palm. I think and just mentioning that example, the answer is there. The palm is catered is was built to cater for the high net worth individuals yeah so you're not going to find people who works in the service industry living on the pond but there are uh, hubs or districts within dubai that cater for the affordable segment there are a lot of projects uh, coming up in the outer rings which are not that far i mean uh, yes. when people when people tell me outer rings they think we're talking about hours of driving no, it's like 25 minutes 25 isn't minutes it? Yeah. which is which is if you compare it to uh, to london you to, can't get from my flat to the shoreditch roundabout to the old street roundabout in 25 minutes sometimes yeah. and that was a kilometer away yes so so uh, look it i think they still have a lot of options and plus if you look at the full united arab emirates you have also options in the northern emirates that, that caters for the affordable you know uh, 
segment mm. or the mid income segment but dubai uh, is is growing in different uh, directions uh, dubai south has a lot of options uh, dubai land has a lot of options uh, dubai silicon oasis so if we go back to the dubai urban plan uh, they actually defined different districts that his highness instructed to be developed and s- uh, like a big share of these uh, districts cater for the mid income segment Okay, let's turn our attention away from the serious topics to sure. something a lot more entertaining in yep. some ways. Uh, Robbie Williams, in fact, the man who wants to entertain us, says that he's planning to build a hotel, a Vegas-style hotel, uh, where he'll perform a regular residency, a bit like you get in Caesar's Palace, for example, in, in the... Um, well, I mean, Elvis originally performed at Caesar's yes. Palace, I think, in, in, in Las Vegas. Uh, what do you think about this story? Do you think it's uh, true? You're, you're not going to believe this, but around a month and a half ago, I was at the airport and I was at the Emirates Lounge and I uh, bumped into him. No. And, and I went no. and I introduced myself and I said hello to him. I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, I have some business here. He didn't tell me it was real estate, although I told him I work in real estate. <laughs> so, so he said, you I'm coming to do some. You saw him. Yeah, I saw him. I, uh, we shook, shook hands. hands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I introduced myself to him. He was very nice, very down to earth. Yeah. Uh, very chill sitting at the lounge. And Amazing. I was like, is it you? He's like, yeah. I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm, uh, I'm here for business. I was like, okay. I thought it was about music. And now but, we know that yeah, maybe it was this. He's, he's doing really safe. But look, I think it's going to do well because we've seen uh, Dubai um, become, you know, ha- having a very pr- prime uh, position when it comes to branded residences. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of those projects and they're doing very well in Dubai. So I, I think it will do very well. He's got a very good uh, following. Uh, he's a big star. And I think... Uh, Dubai still lacks, in my opinion, uh, the boutique hotel concept. We have a lot of five-star hotels, very interesting chains. True, yeah. But we still, I feel, we're still missing what, for example, Europe has to offer or other parts of the world where you go and you experience, with the exception of very few hotels here in Dubai, you experience the boutique hotel concept. Mm. And I think this would be an interesting one. I hope he goes that direction. Fantastic. <laughs> he said, I mean, apparently he was quoted in Luxury Magazine, the National's Luxury Magazine, uh, in November, saying... I see Dubai as Vegas. I feel as though it can become something else with all the best qualities of Vegas. I want to be an ambassador of entertainment to Dubai. Here we go. There you go, because I can see what it is and what it can become. I see us building hotels, pure, and doing the interiors of hotels. Great. There you go. Fascinating Great. stuff. Yeah, I looking. can't believe you saw him. That's yeah. awesome. I had no idea. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Properties. Hello there. Welcome back to Property Today. Welcome to Mohanad Alwadir, the Wolf of Real Estate, who stayed with us. Thank you very much indeed. He'll be taking your questions later on. Thank you, Georgia. I'm very excited about the upcoming segment. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's a question here about raising a case against a landlord. You're very good at that type sure, of thing. Yeah. So we'll answer that uh, in the mm-hmm. next uh, 10 minutes or so. But we are also joined in the studio by a very eminent uh, guest because uh, Ahmed Bukash, who is the founder of the uh, the Emirati architects firm, Arch Identity, has has joined us in the studio. The reason why he's here uh, is because, of course, we're going to be taking a look at some of the mega projects that are being developed here in the UAE. The skyline of the country has undergone a remarkable transformation over the past decade, transforming from a sparsely developed nation to a modern metropolis. But as the country continues to evolve, we are seeing another wave of developments that are set to be delivered in 2023. And I know that um, Hannah and I are very interested yes. in those. Uh, a pleasure to have you with us, Ahmed, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you, Georgia, for the kind invitation. And it's also a pleasure to be joining uh, joining, uh, Muhannad as well. 
Fantastic. We're, we're very happy to have you with us. Very excited. We have a lot of questions. Uh, we do indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are so many mega projects in the pipelines for the UAE. Um, just, you know, for our listener, and I mean, obviously, Mohanad knows about this, but I don't. <laughs> so how would you qualify a mega project over a normal one? Uh, well, first of all, it's uh, very important to distinguish between a mega development and a mega project mm-hmm. because uh, they both fall either within, uh, a tech- in technical terms, it's either a master plan or it's a building. So normally, of course, when you describe the term mega, it could just basically mean above your normal average. So when you're talking about it in terms of a tower, it could be any tower that exceeds 150 meters in height if you're talking about the scale of uh, Business Bay. And if you're talking about the master plan, uh, it could range anything between 300,000 square feet all the way up to 100 million square feet, which is in the scale of something that you'd be familiar, maybe Dubai Hills, the development itself. It's in the range of 11 million uh, square meters. So uh, as you know, they range from multiple land uses, you have residential, commercial, and it's always uh, common to feature these developments with uh, a unique signature building to attract it, you know, Dubai uh, Dubai Hills being, for example, the Dubai Hills Mall, and so forth. And you have multiple examples of that spread out throughout the city as well. Great example. And I think my, the next question is, we've seen a lot of these developments come up in Dubai. Uh, the, do you feel that Dubai has the right, uh, not just physical infrastructure, but the right uh, caliber of uh, population, lifestyle to host such projects? Is it uh, truly a city of mega uh, scale projects? Yes, uh, 100%. I mean, the the scale of developments, if there was a book that we could write, uh, the, I think that would be a best-selling book because it's the art of how to create successful master plans or developments within the UAE. I personally had students flying in from New York City just yesterday and they visited some of our projects wow. and they're looking at Dubai as a benchmark for that. So I think that just... Um, Uh, really upholds the fact that we are here not only developing for ourselves, but also working as uh, developing prototypes for um, benchmarks throughout the world. Before I jump into asking you about your favorite project that you worked on, I want you to share with us uh, maybe your top three favorite uh, mega projects in Dubai. Uh, and, and why would you, you know, choose them? I mean, there are so many yeah. communities here that we all love, but I would love to know your favorite three. Well, uh, <laughs> first of all, I, I live very close to the Dubai Hills uh, development. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of that one because yeah. it really caters to the landscaping aspect, to the oh, public I realm. I really agree. The land. Sure. I was there just over yeah. the weekend. The landscaping around Dubai Hills is just gorgeous. And, and it's not been there long and it's so well embedded. Yes. So you can see that there's a lot of... Um, and they have also one of the largest uh, public parks. As Correct. In, uh, if you walk around there, we go for very nice strolls together with me and my family. So it's really a nice uh, attraction point and very comfortable to walk in. So um, I can't think of many, but uh, on f- uh, you know because there's just so much good stuff out there. So, uh, but for me, that kind of uh, resonates really well, yep. and I think it's very important to highlight. The importance of a successful master plan not only lines within the buildings themselves, but the public spaces that they create. And this is so in line with the Dubai Urban Plan 2040, which emphasizes a lot on introducing more green spaces and more recreational uh, lifestyle uh, amenities within any community. Exactly. Do you know, I haven't found the park yet. I, I haven't seen it. I saw hoardings suggesting that there was going to be a skate park and the children got very excited about that. But I haven't seen the, the green park yet. So I have to go looking. Yeah. It's hidden in the between the, the mid towers. Yeah. 
Okay, so as an Emirati architect, what is it that gets you excited about a project? Is it the design or is it the possibilities that it offers? I think it's the possibilities and uh, the whole fact of linking nodes within the city because now we have matured as a city. We've already developed all these unique developments, but I think now it's at that stage of maturity when we should link all these developments together so that it would be convenient for you, yourself, your family to walk from one development to another without having to worry about the roads, without having to re- worry about the, the kind of um, uh, you know, restrictions that you would have in, in, in other cities. So um, I think it's very important important to think of public realm. It's important to think of um, retail components that not necessarily you would walk to, but they would be along your travel, that you'd travel every day from your bicycle to your um, buses and all the way from the buses to the trains and uh, the future developments that hopefully that when brought into the equation will cater, uh, will create automatically new, new city hubs. I love this definition because a lot of people used to describe Dubai as a car scale city. So you would yes. only enjoy it if you're driving. But the way you're describing it, and this is, I think, how Dubai is, this is where Dubai is moving towards, is to become more of a human scale. So you can mm. walk around, ride a bicycle to get to the you know places you want to get to, which is a beautiful vision for people to truly enjoy the city and walking around and you know making sure it's connected but at a human scale not a car but scale. But you know it's a bold ambition isn't it considering the weather considering the climate here. So yeah. that's what's so interesting is that although it's a sort of European style of, of creating a city True. the government here has determined that it will work here nevertheless. Yes, 100%. Uh, There are many examples within the Far East where they have similar tropical weather to us. Of course, the Middle East is not something that can be, it cannot be compared with the harsh climate that we have in the Middle East. But 100% with all this technology that we have out there, it's very important to analyze the routes that people normally travel. If you look at the influx of people uh, going in from the business base station into the business bay in and out, you'd be automatically, uh, uh, you would automatically be convinced that there is great potential there. If you were a retail shop that you would be able to open a shop along that route, you would be definitely making a lot more money than any other retailer around. So I think it's just a matter of pinpointing it and creating the right shading strategies, the right uh, um, retail nodes that uh, can complement that. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello there, welcome back to Property Today. So much to talk about today and, and so many good people in the studio uh, to help me with that. Needless to say, Mohamed Awadir, yeah. the wolf of real estate, well, is here. We had a lot of interesting uh, chats uh, off air. So I know, <laughs> the, the, the stuff that gets said between a developer and and, and an architect off, off the radio uh, is even more interesting. You wouldn't believe what's going to be coming up in the future. Uh, but we have been joined by Ahmed Bukash. He is the founder of Arch Identity. Uh, he's an Emirati architect and an urban planner. So thank you very much for staying with us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Now, I mean, hilariously, we asked you to come into the studio to talk about uh, your exci- what you're excited about for 2023. But I know that Mohanad wants to catch up with yeah, you first. Because, I, I mean, you're here with us. It's a great opportunity. And I know you had the chance to work uh, at Expo as well. You designed uh, one of the most interesting pavilions there, right? So I would love it if you can tell us more about this. And um, like, how did you go about the process? How was the experience? It's very rare to meet actual architects who worked 
at this amazing project. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for bringing this uh, topic up. We were the designers of the Expo Live Pavilion. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's also called the Good Place Pavilion. Uh, so that particular pavilion, they were looking for a local Emirati uh, architect to represent um, a kind of the legacy of Expo because it basically houses all the innovations from around the world which make people's lives better. So mm -hmm. basically it's a fund also established by His Highness Sheikh Mohammed in order to grant um, innovative ideas to take their idea from a local level to have a global impact. So you have examples such as a Norwegian innovation where you can spray the soil so it consumes almost 50% of water as you normal, normally water it to keep yeah. it sur to survive. You have from Morocco innovations such as uh, building blocks that they use in building that's out of, made out of recycled plastic. Amazing. You have also apps from Japan which help people who are bound uh, to wheelchairs to navigate well within the city yep. of Tokyo. Yep. So these are just some of the examples which have kind of a global impact. Uh, and these were granted uh, these kinds of funds. Uh, so uh, we, were, uh, we had the pleasure to design that particular pavilion. The design of the pavilion was uh, actually symbolic of the northern tent in which um, uh, the late founding fathers of uh, the Emirate of Dubai and UAE, Sheikh uh, uh, Mohammed bin Z uh, Sheikh, uh, the, the late rulers, uh, may God rest their souls. So Amen. we designed the northern pavilion, which was um, the, the, the northern tent was a desert land that was situated between the Emirate of uh, Dubai and Abu Dhabi and Seyh al-Sidera. Yep. And they had sat there to discuss the foundation of the United wow. Arab Emirates. So this was the inspiration. 100%. So we symbolize that. And coming from a background where I studied in the US and Japan, we, we, we also mixed that concept with that of an origami, so kind of a tent-like structure. Yeah. So it was a, a very prominent uh, architectural marvel uh, within the site of Expo. I'm sure you're very proud of this experience and this achievement. It was a Amazing. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, so when we move, if you think about your pavilion within the sort of massive Expo 2020 uh, site, which, of course, is now going to be repurposed as Expo City, which it continues. Yes. I mean, that was a mega project beyond all sort of mega projects here in the UAE. But we do have a few more that are sort of cropping up. Obviously, because of their scale, it takes years for them to be built. But which are the ones that you're most excited about for 2023 that we should see, you know, coming to the forefront a little bit more? Uh, for me personally, is the Etihad rail development because I think it's more about the potential it offers the, the country as a whole to interconnect them all emirate by emirate together and to create new development nodes because in the end uh, you would want um, a one-stop shop or a full life cycle or a full transportation system that will be able to take you from your house to whichever emirate you want to go to without relying on private vehicular uh, transportation systems and also to depend on it for your daily travels, yourselves, your family members. And I think those have the potential to create new nodes within the city and new future commercial developments. And uh, that would be creating new uh, 
you know, similar if you're in the UK and you want to travel out of the city or if you want to travel in the city within intra intro uh, uh, transportation methods. So that would spur development in itself and also reinforce the plan of the city of Dubai with its uh, new district urban centers and how to reconnect them with an overall system. So I think the potential of that will be very high. And of course, we were just talking about how to redevelop the Algoz neighborhood in yep. from a, a kind of a more warehouse kind of development to becoming more of a creative hub such as Soho, where you have uh, your gym facilities, you have your uh, coffee shops, you have your art hubs, uh, and all of that brought out to add together, I think, will create a perfect example of a repurposed master plan. How about the tall buildings? I know, I mean, obviously, there's sort of the urban planning element of things, but but the headline, the headlines that are grabbed all around the world tend to be from the tallest buildings. We've got another one coming, the, the Burj Bengati. What's special about that one? Well, it is the highest uh, residential uh, development. Uh, it's located within the business bay. And I think it just caters to, as I told you, um, one of the main aspects of creating a mega development is to increase the amount of mega projects that lie within that mega development. So that only reinforces how the project itself could reinforce Business Bay to complement the Burj Khalifa district and how they can all work cohesively to create um, a central business d- um, node within the city itself. And I think it just it's just another landmark added to, um, you know, many uh, landmarks within the city itself. Absolutely fascinating, Ahmad, to hear uh, about what you're looking forward to. Uh, and I'm intrigued that in many ways it, w- it wasn't actually just a building, because obviously as an architect, but, but you actually cho- chose a project that was more tied in with urban planning because it's going to have more of an impact. But an absolute pleasure to have you in the studio. Please come back and see us again soon. Thank you. Thank you for your time. <laughs> pleasure was all mine. Amazing. So Ahmad Bukash, Principal Architect, Urban Planning Director, and also founder of Arch Identity there. Thank you for your time. Thank you. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties, for the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello there. Welcome back to Property Today. So much going on uh, behind the scenes here that I'm a little bit late back from the break. Sorry about that. Uh, Mahanad Alwadir uh, has joined me, of course, uh, sticking with us, ready to answer your questions. Yes. Uh, send them in 4001 or you can message us on 048715500. I'll give you two minutes to do that because I really want to ask Mahanad about specifically price per square foot because I've been looking at apartments yes. and I, I, I sort of not that clear on how to gauge their value. And, and look, pricing, there are so many factors anybody has to take into consideration when buying a property to use it or for investment. But price always comes up as the main factor. It's either number one or two. It's either location or price, but they're both connected. You know, mm. um, What I want to focus on today is just to help people understand the difference between price and price per square foot. And in fact, I want to educate them or protect them from some developers who actually could Trick them, trick them into this. So I'll just, <laughs> I love you I'll, say trick. Yeah, I, I'll just I'll just give you an example and you understand what I mean. If if I tell you right now there is a, two two apartments, one uh, both are studios uh, in the same area. One is for uh, five hundred thousand dirhams and the other is for five fifty. Which one would you go for? Typically, the five hundred thousand. Yeah, right. Because you feel it's cheap, it's amazing, it's better. The yeah. fifty thousand dirhams extra I could use for furniture, other things. But if I told you that. The size of the one, the cheaper unit for 500,000 dirhams, the size is 250 square feet. Okay. That means you're paying 
2,000 dirhams per square foot. Why? Because 500,000 dirhams divided by the 250 will give you 2,000. Okay. That's the price per square foot. If I told you the other one, the 550,000 dirhams, the size of it is 550 square feet. Then you're getting you're getting a thousand dollars per square foot. For, yeah, you're getting but, more for less money, effectively. Exactly, and and that's the whole point. That's where the value is, you know, embedded in. It's a thousand dollars per square foot. And in my book, doing this for over now two decades, studying for over ten years, I always look for the price per square foot. That's where I can identify if this project is offering real value for money or not. A lot of people get tricked by just the price. They hear a lot of projects saying, starting from this price, and they mm. get lured into it because it feels like affordable to them, right? But the, the problem is most of these units come with a very high price per square foot with very small units. So my advice to whoever is listening, when you're buying, always study the price per square foot. Don't just get lured in by the price if it looks attractive. Study the price per square foot. Do your maths. It always it maths. often comes yes. back to that. Do your maths. Uh, and oddly enough, last week on Friday, we were discussing the fact that Rishi Sunak, the British Prime Minister, wants us to continue, wants children to continue maths into the age huh, of 18. And this would be one reason why. Yes. Practical <laughs> conversions there. Okay, lots of questions coming in on 4001. Also, WhatsApp is the way to do it. 04871 yeah. uh, This person said, I'm just seeing if there's a name. Uh, oh, yes. Danny says, Hi. Please, could you ask the wolf about any new projects in Dubai? Actually, there are so many exciting... Uh, I'm so happy they asked because there are so many exciting launches from our sponsors, Dubai Properties and Miras, which I truly, truly believe they are the best shop to go to if you want to buy anything, uh, real estate, uh, from plots to uh, apartments, villas, and they cater for all budgets. So uh, just in the next couple of weeks, uh, they have, for example... Uh, and I, this is, by the way, exclusive news. They're about to launch a new phase of Mudan al Ranim, which is within uh, the Mudan development, which in, it's a, an amazing community, has, there, has been there for almost 10 years, uh, offers a lot of nice villas, apartments. They're launching three and four bedroom uh, villas, um, which are very well sized, and they're starting from 2 million dirhams with a payment plan linked to construction. So this caters for families looking for an affordable, nice villa within an established community. Uh, also, uh, I know you like this uh, one, Blue Waters Bay. I'm the, obsessed with Blue uh, Waters. I can't is, afford it, but just, I'm obsessed with it. It's just a reminder that the last tower, they launched one just uh, at the end of last year. Now they're launching on the 14th of Jan. Uh, the Tower 1, which is the second tower and the final tower in that community. It's a fully developed community. Beautiful destination. Uh, has a lot to offer. So they're launching that uh, tower on the 14th of Jan. If you haven't yet registered, it's not too late uh, to go and do that. And uh, finally, uh, a project that I personally like, my favorite project in Dubai, which is Central Park at City Walk. I love it because it's in front of a beautiful lush green park. At the heart of City Walk, which is incredible to believe. So there's more coming there. I thought they'd finish that. They're, but there's they're, more. They're, they're in total 12 uh, buildings. Okay. Um, they're almost running out. So now they're launching uh, another building there very soon. So I recommend for anybody who didn't have a chance to get one there because mo- all of the projects I mentioned earlier are all sold out. Yeah, they so are. this is great news for whoever missed out. Jump on it right now. Just get in touch with Miraz Dubai Properties and get yourself a unit in is, any of these projects. Is that the one that's near the Coca-Cola? Yes. Because I was there last night and now whenever uh, I go up there, I'm a bit uh, like, these are the flats that uh, Mohanad says that we should buy. And, and very soon in the future, you're going to be uh, there. The ones not just next to the Coca-Cola Arena, which is a great uh, location. Uh, they're the ones in front of the Central Park, the green lush Central Park. I need to know <laughs> that. I haven't found the Central Park. Interesting. They're, There's they're still building parks. it. Yes. Oh, they're still building yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Okay. It's going to be, it's actually like the buildings, the 12 buildings were nested into the park. This is cool. how they're planning it. So 
you're b- going to be living in a park, basically. Very, very cool. Okay, so that's, uh, that was Sahib's. No, that was Danny's question. We got Sahib's here says, what is your take on the Damak Lagoon project? Is it a good I, investment? I, I think it is. I There is a lot of demand for, uh, we've seen since COVID, there has been a lot of demands towards uh, villa communities. Uh, and Damak Lagoons, what makes it really different is that it offers a lot of uh, lifestyle. So it's based on the Mediterranean, uh, you know, uh, lifestyle, and they're all uh, designed after Mediterranean cities. So oh, it's got it's that massive sort of swimming pool lake lagoons. in the middle. That's why it's called the Goldamak Lagoons. They're man-made uh, lagoons, and the good thing people can actually swim in them. There are a lot of activities. So no algae. It, yeah. <laughs> no it's, one actually likes to swim in a pond. Uh, <laughs> but, but this but, looks but nice. These, but these are these They're actually they have actually artificial beaches there. And they do, it's sure. it's it's interesting. So I I think it has a lot of uh, lifestyle to green. offer. It looks very green, yeah. which is fun. Okay, here we go. Real estate question for Mahanad. We've just been discussing nodes in the city, which yes. is very interesting. Uh, what do you think will be the best investment nodes going forward from an investment point of view? This is what Mahanad was trying <laughs> to get uh, Ahmed. F- f- exactly. But, but from what Ahmed said, and I'm yeah. going to try to take him out for a coffee and get more insights I from bet. her. Uh, <laughs> any any uh, property located to next to a public transportation yeah, station, uh, station and we've learned this from global cities yeah. will be an interesting location uh, and what i mean by that not just metro stations rail stations um if you're if you're if you're able to get yourself a, a property within a project next to one of these stations that would be definitely a good investment and that explains why they're keeping it so secret where these exactly. stations are going to be and i keep on trying to speak to urban planners around the world oddly enough to get a sense of exactly what the uplift is on a house or a flat near one of the stations there were studies made uh, that state that uh, in commercial properties georgia that they will uh, demand a higher premium ranging between 8 up to 12% wow. if you're located next to a metro station in a well established city well, and that's basically the, the, here now, isn't it? Well, I suppose there's different yeah, yeah, areas. Well, yeah. No, but, but it, it applies here in Dubai. Yes. And that means if you buy a property or rent a property next to a metro station, um, that means that you will get a premium of 8 to 12%. Interesting stuff. Okay, so uh, this person says, I can't find a name. Uh, how can I register for a, an, a real estate course with Mohammed? <laughs> so basically, uh, initially, there was the Dubai Real Estate Institute, which was founded in 2008, which was the training and certification arm of Dubai Land Department. I was honored to be part of the founding team. I've worked with them for over a decade. He teaching, wrote the syllabus. Teaching, He's being modest. T- teaching every, <laughs> every month. Syllabus. Now they have uh, made it, uh, they've shifted this to the private sector. So there are a couple of institutes that can offer courses. I actually teach in one of them. Uh, the Innovation Real Estate Experts. If they go online, they'll find them. They're, they're registered a training institute uh, and certified by the Island Department Arrera. So they can get so many courses that are certification courses or just courses that can help you develop your real estate knowledge and skills. Okay, Shahad says, when will rent prices go down? Speaking for all of us. I know. Uh, actually, <laughs> uh, everybody seems to be talking to me about this nowadays. Uh, I don't think the momentum will slow down. Uh, this is the oh, bad dear. news. But the good thing is, if you're in a house that you're happy in, stay in it. If you uh, have to relocate, um, well, you'll have you're to pay the premium or consider buying. You know, honestly, Why? it's the right time to consider buying because a lot of people have been sitting and procrastinating about should I buy or continue to rent? Now you're being pushed because the prices are going up, the rent prices. so And they're going at a faster pace even than selling uh, sale prices. So 
just make the move, you know. <laughs> uh, Pete says, and this is quite nitty gritty. Sure. Um, I need to raise a case against my landlord for not providing any notice for eviction. Do I still need to go to the land department typing centre to start the process or can this now be done online? It can be done online. Just go to the REST app, which we keep reminding people to download and just uh, file uh, a case there. Uh, and the law is very clear, you know, so it should be a very straightforward uh, process. There you go, Pete. Check it out online. Uh, Mohammed, I think we've managed to just about run through all of them. Great. As I say that, I'll get another 10. Great. That's what usually Great. happens. Uh, <laughs> send them across. I'll you... answer them on WhatsApp. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. But if you send a question now, obviously, it's too late to be on the programme. But Mohammed literally sends vo- individual personalised voice memos to people, yes. which is amazing. So do send in your questions, anything you want. I still haven't found a question he won't answer. Still haven't. I keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> um, a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for coming you, and joining Georgia. us. Thank you for my Monopoly game, which is the special yes, heart I Monopoly. Hope, I hope you enjoy it. And more importantly, your book, which is yeah. Landlording from Renting to Financial Freedom, which my husband will probably read from cover to cover tonight. He likes uh, to speed and, read and these tell him things. you know the author. If he has any questions, he can ask me. I do know the author, <laughs> which is amazing. In fact, and you've, you've written in it for me, which is lovely. So thank you very much thank indeed. You. Uh, see you next Monday. Should yes. be fun. Thank, thank you. you.